Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Motivated Author Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Mitchell, and I'm a seven-figure New York Times best-selling author. But it hasn't always been this way. There was a time when I put my manuscript in a drawer for a whole year because I was convinced I wasn't good enough to write. Fast forward a few years and now I'm writing full-time and living a life I love. Now, my goal is to empower established and aspiring authors to create, believe and succeed with their writing. So stay tuned. This week, we're going to be talking about how you can not only improve your writing, but massively improve your chances of becoming a best-selling author. You won't want to miss this. If you've ever found yourself drawn to the idea that thoughts can shape your reality, you are not alone. The law of attraction, a concept which is as intriguing as it is controversial, suggests that by focusing on positive or negative thoughts, you can bring positive or negative experiences into your life. Now, this philosophy has been around for centuries, but gained huge popularity recently through books like The Secret. And I should know that's how I found it. As an author, harnessing this concept can be a real game changer. So let's explore how writers can use the law of attraction to their advantage and look at some experiments that have tested its validity. Now, before your inner skeptic dismisses the idea entirely, I want to tell you about some experiments that really prove how the law of attraction works. So firstly, we have the Rice experiment, and that's by Dr. Masaru Emoto. His experiment demonstrates the power of words. He had three containers of rice, which he covered with water. Every day for a month, he said, thank you to one container, said, you're an idiot, to the other, and completely ignored the third. Now, the rice that received the positive attention remained white longer and began to ferment, giving off a strong but pleasant smell, while the rice that was berated turned black. And worse still, the rice that was ignored began to rot. Now, if you go to YouTube, you'll see many such experiments. And I was watching a video this morning of a guy who actually carried it on for two years, And it was amazing the difference. While the rice he was kind to and he said he loved and just said really nice things every day, kept the rice really white for two years. And the jar he spoke negatively to and said hateful things to quickly grew mold. But interestingly enough, the jar that he neglected was the worst of all. It was really black and horrible. So it's an important lesson. We should not only treat each other, but treat ourselves literally food for thought. So now we have the plant experiment, which is similar to the rice experiment, and there have been many of them recorded online. I enjoyed reading about how fifth grader Samantha Petriglia and her classmates took part in the experiment to highlight the effects of bullying. They bought two piece lilies from the same nursery and kept them in the same conditions in their school. And every day the students said kind and loving things to one plant, but bullied the others, saying things like you're fat and you're ugly. After only six days, the bullied plant died while the other plant thrived. And there have been many such experiments conducted, including one by IKEA to demonstrate the effects of bullying on children. Because if you imagine that has that effect on a plant after just a few days, how does it affect children when it's day in, day out? But also the same goes for how you speak to yourself. And there's nothing wrong with being kind to yourself, looking in the mirror and just telling yourself how amazing you are. And I know, I know we're all conditioned to shy away from it, but it's actually very empowering. And I recommend that you read Mel Robbins book. She's the author of The High Five Habit, and she recommends that you begin every morning by giving yourself a high five. 
And I'm going to give you one more experiment, which is so interesting, and that's Dr. Masaru Emoto's water experiment. Now, Dr. Emoto is a Japanese scientist who revolutionized the idea that our thoughts and intentions impact our physical realm. And he's one of the most important water researchers that the world has ever known. So for over 20 years, he studied the scientific evidence about how molecular structure in water transformed when it's exposed to human words, thoughts and intentions. And it really is quite profound to see the images, which I will be sharing on my blog after this podcast airs. In his book, Dr. Emoto demonstrated how water, which was exposed to loving, benevolent and compassion human intention, resulted in really pleasing molecular formations, while water exposed to fearful and negative human intentions resulted in disconnected, disfigured and unpleasant molecular formations. And he did this through magnetic Oh, excuse me, tongue twister. He did this through magnetic resonance analysis technology and using high speed photographs. And, you know, I'm looking at some of the images and it is amazing, like the difference between the image that said love and gratitude compared to the, the effect of the water after saying you disgust me over again. And the words eternal compared to the effect on the water from the word evil, which is really quite horrible and frightening. But his research also showed how polluted and toxic water, when exposed to prayer and intention, can be altered and restored to beautifully formed crystals found in clean, healthy water. And, you know, whether you're religious or not, I mean, what is prayer but just peaceful, well-intended words? So how do you make the law of attraction work for you? Well, you could start by keeping a manifestation journal. And many authors swear by them, detailing their goals as if they've already happened. And anecdotal evidence suggests that writers who practice this tend to see more success from completing their manuscripts to getting published. It's a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy powered by your own beliefs and actions. And I highly recommend it. Gratitude is also so powerful. Studies on gratitude have shown that people who consciously count their blessings tend to be much happier and more successful. So authors who practice gratitude in their writing craft often reports increased motivation and breakthroughs. So I never let a day go by without consciously being grateful for everything around me. And even if you're listening to this and you think, oh, I'm not in a good place. Well, you have the ability to listen to a podcast. You have the iPhone or whatever you're using to hear it. And it all does depend on how you think. Scientists working at the Wellcome Trust Centre for Neuroimaging at the Institute of Neurology in London discovered that people who visualise a better future are much more likely to make it happen. In the publication of their findings, they wrote that the ability to construct a hypothetical scenario in one's imagination prior to it actually occurring may afford a greater accuracy in predicting its eventual outcome. And it makes sense, doesn't it? If you're open and positive and are there for possibilities, then you'll make more of an effort to make it happen. When I worked in the police, I used to deal with people caught in a cycle of abuse all the time. And it was so frustrating when you're trying to help them. But they just used to end up back in the same cycle all over again. And one woman asked me why her life was such a car crash. I remember the day she said to me, why does this keep happening to me? She just finished up with one man who ended up in prison for beating her up. Then the next relationship was going in the exact same way. Now, I am not victim blaming in any way, shape or form. Believe me, I spent many years of my time in the police passionately caring for victims of domestic abuse as well as other forms of abuse. Nobody deserves such treatment. But my point is 
that this woman's childhood was not a good one as she watched her father beat up her mother. So subconsciously, her life choices were making her attracted to men who were more likely to abuse her in return. And sometimes it works in the opposite way and people become abusers. But it is possible to break the cycle and reprogram your thoughts wherever you are in your life. It's about being aware of what you're thinking, about living consciously in every way you can. And I'm not saying you should go around grinning like a Cheshire cat all day. That's not what the law of attraction is about. It's just about being conscious of your thoughts. And this is such a huge subject that I will be covering it in a lot more depth in my writing course. So if you're interested, subscribe on my site, carolinemitchell.co, and you'll be notified when the early bird deal becomes available. As Albert Einstein says, imagination is the preview of life's coming attractions. And the law of attraction is basically built on the principle that like attracts like. So this isn't just in terms of relationships and material wealth, but also in the creative and emotional realms. So for writers, this means that your mindset can dramatically affect your author journey. Imagine the emotion around your thoughts as magnetic signals and what you constantly think about and pour your energy into, whether it's your dream of becoming a best-selling author or fear of rejection. It's most likely to manifest. It's going to happen. Either way, whatever you think about is likely to come true. So your perception of the world has a huge influence on your outcomes. And I often say to authors that before they start writing, it's really important that they work on their mindset first. Now, this isn't the case of sitting cross-legged on the floor and waiting for everything to come to you, although there's nothing wrong with meditation either. But if you get up in the morning with the will to achieve everything you've dreamed of and consistently put in the work, then it's more likely to occur. And it takes time, you know. It's not going to happen overnight which is why a lot of people give up when things get hard. But most of the time, when things get tough, that's just resistance getting in your way. And if you break through that, you'll see real change. And believe me, I know. I've been using the law of attraction for years and everything else aside, who is the happier person? The one who complains all day or the one who's most grateful about what they have and is focused on positive things? And we all know that, you know, you go into any neighborhood group and you'll always see the same people complaining over and over again, whether they're taking photos of their dogs pooing on someone's lawn or they're complaining about fireworks once a year. And while I agree that everyone's opinions are valid and, you know, everyone has the right to complain, if you just live a happier life and see the beauty in things, you'll feel better in yourself. So as an author, the law of attraction really can be your secret weapon. Visualization is such an important and powerful tool. Now, I know I've mentioned this before, but it really is worth sharing again. I want you to close your eyes and imagine your book on the bestseller list. Visualize readers engrossed in your pages and see yourself signing books at a crowded event if this is one of your life goals. And if this isn't your life goal, then this is just giving an example of how you can use visualization to your benefit. And this practice doesn't just boost morale, it aligns your subconscious mind with your goals. And I really want you to get into it. Use all the senses to make it real. What's the weather like? What time of year is it? Are you cold or warm? What are you wearing? What does the room smell like? Is it loud? Is it quiet? Are there people chattering? Imagine a line of people holding your book in their hands, waiting for you to sign it. And if you struggle to imagine this, then it's even more important to work on your mindset. Now, if you have aphantasia, it just means that you think differently and you can't see things play out like a movie in your mind. But that's not to say you still can't think positively. 
Get a journal and write down everything you want. Not as if it's in the future, though. Write it in the now. And you're a writer. You can do this. So whichever way you do it, I want you to get deep into this joyful emotion that puts a little smile creeping onto your face. And that's when the real magic happens. It's not about just going through the motions. It's about emotion. It's feeling those good feelings. And that's where the real magnetic pull lies. Next, I want you to use positive affirmations. And it has been proven that using daily affirmations really can rewire your brain. So start your writing sessions with affirmations like, I am a talented writer, or my words flow easily onto the page. For me, when I was starting out, the most important thing was my freedom. I wanted to work for myself and have the choice of when and where to work, as well as the ability to spend more time with my family. So my affirmation every day was, thank you for my freedom. I carried it around in a post-it note in my purse so I saw it every day. And some people prefer vision boards. And if you like being online, you can have a secret board on Pinterest for your eyes only. But every time I looked at that post-it note, I felt those happy feelings. Even if I was having a crappy day, I would look at it, take a second out for myself and feel the feelings of how amazing it was to be at home and have that freedom to only be working for myself. Gratitude is hugely important as well because it invokes all those lovely positive feelings and emotion. So be grateful not just for what you want, but what you already have too. Be grateful for the progress that you've made, the words you've written and the ideas that flow to you. Because gratitude can create a positive feedback loop, which brings in more to be thankful for, including writing opportunities. And it's amazing the people you can attract into your life when you have a positive outlook. And I always say to people, even if you work with people in the book industry, if you don't get on, you know, sometimes editors might clash or don't agree with the same thing or sometimes books don't work out the way you want it. And I always say, don't ever burn your bridges because people are always trying to do their best for you. They want the same thing as you do. They want your best. But sometimes things just don't work out. And you never know, especially in the publishing world, when people move around so much, you never know when you're going to bump into them again. And you want to be on good enough terms that if they're working for a different publishing house somewhere else, that they're open to you and open to working with you again. So whether you're an aspiring author or an old hack like me and you hit a creative writing block, here's how you can use the law of attraction in your writing. So firstly, set your intentions. Write down your goals about what you want to do that day. So be specific. Do you want to finish your novel? Well, put a completion date on it and sign it. Do you want to get published? Well, try to imagine your acceptance letter or even type it out. That's so powerful. If you want to cultivate a positive writing environment, then surround yourself with positivity. And this could mean motivational quotes on your wall, a comfortable writing space or joining a supportive writing group like in NaNoWriMo. Mindset shift is also important. Replace those negative thoughts with positive ones and don't go online and complain all the time. OK, if you need to get something off your chest, that's fine. But just try not to get into the habit of being in that negative mindset. So instead of saying, I will never finish this chapter, say, I'm kind of excited to see where my characters take me today. And reflect and release is another way of thinking. So at the end of each writing session, reflect on how far you've come. And even if it's just one paragraph, it's progress. And write down in your diary or your journal just what you've done all day. And you'd be surprised how it adds up. I mean, there's days when I think, gosh, that day has gone so quick, I've done nothing. But when I sit down and actually write line after line about what I've done, 
it always works out more than what I've thought. And I just pat myself on the back and think, yeah, okay. And here's what you've got to do tomorrow. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of The Motivated Author. And I hope that I've persuaded you that the law of attraction and the power of positivity are such amazing author tools. And I'm not saying everything in life is going to be perfect because everything passes, the good times and the bad. But it's how you cope with it that matters. And if you'd like to pass on some positivity, maybe you could leave my podcast a nice review (laughs) or pass this episode on to someone that you know who could do with it. And don't forget the blog of this podcast will be uploaded onto my site at carolinemitchell.co soon too. And if you would like to work on your author mindset, then please do subscribe on my site and you will be notified when my course is available because it's going to be very, very powerful. Have a wonderful week, my friend. And remember, if you can dream it, you can do it. Bye bye for now.